Blessings and peace upon you, friends. This is our 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and do we have a wonderful gospel. If any of you have been to any of my parish missions, you know I love this gospel. It's of Bartimaeus the Blind Man, 10th chapter of Mark. This is how it goes. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Well, many in the crowd sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, Bartimaeus sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you today? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And immediately Bartimaeus regained his sight and then followed Jesus on the way. The gospel, the awesome gospel of the Lord. Oh man, friends, this is such a great gospel. It's packed with, with so many lessons and insights about our faith. Gosh, I just love it. Bartimaeus found out what so many others also realized. Everything changes in your life when you make time for and meet Jesus. Let's walk through it. First, Bartimaeus is on the side of the road begging, being crushed by thousands of people wanting to see Jesus. And when Bartimaeus hears about it, he cries out for Jesus. Now, he doesn't like, hey, Jesus. He cries out from the deepest part of his heart for the Lord. You know, it was like a fire erupting within him, this loud commanding cry for help. And when the forces around Bartimaeus tried to shove him back down, telling him to be silent, assuring him, you're the last person Jesus wants to see. That fire in him erupted out of control. I love that. And it says, Bartimaeus cries out all the more. His desire, his faith and belief in Jesus as healer. It was so powerful it caught the attention of Jesus. So much so that Jesus stops in his tracks 
and calls Bartimaeus over. And I wonder, do we turn our hearts to Jesus with that same kind of conviction and force as Bartimaeus? You know, do we, do we have the, the same kind of fire within us that despite the odds or the forces pushing us down, despite the oncology report, no matter the negative voices echoing within us, do we rise up above it like Bartimaeus? Do we cry out with conviction that Jesus is bigger than any of this? He is my Lord. He is my Savior. I think oftentimes, at least in my own life, we kind of turn, we turn to Jesus in hope rather than certainty. You know, we come before him with belief but maybe also with that voice that wonders, are you really there? A more timid or, or deferential posture rather than one that would stop Jesus in his tracks and call us over. I think sometimes our faith, it's, it's, it simmers trust and belief but isn't on fire with it. That's what we're being called to, friends, I think. And you know, whether or not Bartimaeus believed that Jesus could cure his blindness, what's so clear to me is that he did know that any encounter with Jesus would change him would bless him and bring peace to his broken spirit. You know, I mean, he just knew that, that Jesus would leave him better. There's no question about that. I mean, even when everyone around him said it could not be and tried to keep Bartimaeus in his place, his faith became even more resolute. He never wavered from that conviction. Oh, what a powerful faith, huh? See, Bartimaeus wasn't distracted by the crowd around him, by what was going on in his life. He was turned and looking to Jesus. Figuratively, of course, his spirit was turned to Jesus. He wasn't distracted by the voices around him telling him to be silent. He was listening only to the sound of Jesus. And the more we're turned in that same direction, and attuned to the same desire, we're going to hear that same invitation in our lives, come closer to me.
come to me. Which leaves us with that hmm, haunting question, what are you giving attention to in your life? What are you listening to? Facebook? Yes. Cable news shows? Well, of course. Alcohol and gossip and drugs and so much else that commands the greater part of our attention. And the challenge, of course, is to put our phones down, to take a walk in the woods rather than watching Netflix, to, to set aside our busyness and movement and instead just rest a few minutes with the Lord, with the one who is asking you something. I mean, is it possible we're filling our lives with too much noise and distraction that we don't hear him? Or listening to the wrong voices? When Jesus invited Bartimaeus over, <laughs> I love this part, when Jesus invites Bartimaeus over, he didn't have to figure out where is he. <laughs> Despite his blindness, Bartimaeus knew exactly where Jesus was and went right to him. And that brings us to the best part of all in this gospel is when Bartimaeus does get to Jesus, he's asked that question <laughs> that makes me laugh every time I hear it. He comes to Jesus and Jesus looks at Bartimaeus and says, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> now, I must admit, if I were Bartimaeus, my first response would be, uh, duh, <laughs> you know, um, hello. But thankfully, he didn't. And I love the fact that Bartimaeus answers by going for the gold. Right? He doesn't mince any words or he's not uh, diffident in his reply. Bartimaeus says to Jesus, I want to see. <laughs> I want all of this darkness in my life taken away. He prays boldly. <laughs> Which, my friends, is how I think Jesus wants us to pray. Much like he himself did in the garden with his father. But like him, also, to end our prayer with the most powerful of all, let your will be done, not mine. That's hard. And that's the final lesson, I believe, of this gospel, that despite the outcome of our prayer and request, the fact that we come before him in desire, 
and choose to spend time in His presence, listening to His words, reading His letters, drawing ever so closer to His heart, then our way becomes His way. Our life becomes His life. Because did you notice that in the gospel? Jesus tells Bartimaeus, go your way, your faith has saved you. And it says he receives his sight and followed Jesus on the way. Now, when you tell someone to go your way, it usually assumes it's a different path than the one you're on. So, you know, you're on your way, I'm on mine, go your way, go on, get out of here. But with every encounter we make for Jesus in our life, the more our way becomes His way, the more our paths merge, the more we're able to see and appreciate the life around us with joy and amazement, like a blind person being able to see for the first time. My friends, make time, make more time for Jesus every day in your life if even five more minutes, and watch what the Lord can do in that little bit of time. And when you pray to Him, like Bartimaeus, pray boldly and with a fierce faith and trust that He's got this. He's got this for you. Let His will be done so that when Jesus calls you over and asks you the question, what do you want me to do? Then you might respond like Bartimaeus with just a slight tweak, Lord, I want to see you. And is there anything better? Thank you, friends, for being with me today. May God's blessing be upon you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.